Hello and welcome to episode two. I'm Amanda and I'm going to be speaking on Black Lives Matter movements and how I became extremely aware of this year in 2020 and just more about the topic in general. So in July 2013, the movement began with the use of the hashtag, hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media after the acquittal of George Zimmerman in the shooting death of an African-American teen, Trayvon Martin, 17 months earlier in February 2012. The Black Lives Matter movement began to fight the injustices and inequalities that occur to Black people. George Floyd's murder sparked a movement around the world, especially highlighting the injustices. Because of the pandemic, there was no way for people to avoid or not view such a terrible act. And since everyone was online with nothing really to do, it sparked a tremendous outrage around the world, as well as highlighting cases that didn't serve justice, like Breonna Taylor and Elijah McClain. So many innocent lives were lost. So being not racist wasn't enough anymore. You'd had to be actively anti-racist to fight the systematic racism that has taken place for multiple generations. In order for us all to be equal, white people have to use their platforms to educate others and lift up black voices. That includes supporting black owned businesses and fighting the police force and the corruption that has gone on for far too long. The movement was dedicated to fighting racism and anti-Black violence, especially in the form of police brutality. The name Black Lives Matter signals condemnation of the unjust killings of Black people by police and demand the society value the lives and humanity of Black people as much as it values the lives and humanity of white people. A lot of awareness spreading was done on Instagram as well this year in 2020. A ton of users would post a Black screen, which was referred to Blackout Tuesday. This was a collective action to protest racism and police brutality. The action was originally organized in response to the killings of George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, and Breonna Taylor. This took place June 2nd, 2020. On Instagram and all over social media, petitions were being posted and advertised to be signed. While a signature can only do so much, it's one of the quickest ways to have your voice heard, since it usually requires only a simple name and email address. The method has proven to be successful in the past. For example, there were several petitions to have the Minneapolis officers involved in the death of George Floyd charged, which is exactly what happened. While the petitions alone didn't force the arrests, the public outcry certainly made a difference. To sign a petition, you could go to www.purewow.com, where they have a list of 12 petitions that you could sign in order to help out and use your voice. And now with Shy, I am going to relate what I had just spoken about to the book They Hate You Give, since this is a podcast about the book. In the book, Black Lives Matter movements and U.S. police brutality is demonstrated. For example, in chapter two of the book, the author describes the scene where Khalil, Star's best friend, was shot by a white policeman. Khalil and Star were on their way back from a party when they were pulled over for having broken taillights. The officer insisted that Khalil had to step out of the car only because he was showing the slightest bit of frustration and attitude. This aggravated the cop. He yelled at Star to put her hands on the dash and asked Khalil to put his hands up where he could see them. Yeah, that's so terrifying and unnecessary that she had to go through this and that the cop was being so aggressive and yelling at them. 
And later they painted out Khalil to be a drug dealer when they don't know the entire story as well as all the media trying to portray his selling of drugs for the reason why he was shot. And when reality, in reality, he did nothing to be killed. Exactly. And so after the policeman was yelling at the two of them, he went back to his police car to check his registration. Khalil grabbed his hairbrush from his car to brush his hair while he was waiting. Within seconds, the cop had assumed that it was a weapon and shot Khalil to his death. More Perth wrote the book before Star had started a protest in the street. We've not gotten that far in the book yet where it explains the protest in the details, but I wanted to mention it as we have had many protests this year about a similar or the same topic, which I had mentioned earlier on. U.S. police brutality was demonstrated in the scene as the policeman initially killed Khalil for no reason. As seen in the book, Star's parents had to teach her lessons that no white child would have to face learning how to not get shot by police, how to make yourself seem not inferior, as well as her being so young and when her parents taught her specifics on how to be able to survive a race in a racist world, with them telling her to keep her hands visible at all times on the dashboard, as well as to not talk back to the police officers. It's so upsetting that Sakani, Star's little brother, who's only five years old, is getting taught this by his parents over and over, that he needs to do whatever the police say or he could die. That is very traumatizing for a kindergartner to be learning. As well in chapter seven, when Star is being questioned by detectives, they try to paint a false reality of what happened while questioning her if she drinks or if she drank at the party, as well as trying to paint false reality for the black uh, bodies at the party and making it seem like Khalil was guilty before even proving what happened at that night. And more about the US police force, the US police originally first began as slave control to catch runaway slaves. Already with the beginning of the police force glorifies the capture and abuse towards black people as seen as less than of white people. With such glorification with violence and murder against black people occurring for, from generations, there is clearly so much generational trauma that when black people are stopped by police, there is a lot of racial bias that has already been formed. As such, the double standards formed against white people getting off the hook much easily than black people as seen with the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, um, the murder and injustices that occur to black people, specifically in America, gets covered up and the police force tries to justify their actions of murder against innocent citizens as not only not racist, but also justifying the clearly corrupt and inadequate police force, which was built off slave control. So that was a little bit about Black Lives Matter movement and U.S. police brutality and how it related somewhat to the book. So now stay tuned for Sarah's segment where she talks about Tupac and gang life. <laughs> 